Well, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome tonight to our Thursday night wisdom call, Bible study, and prayer. This is Pastor Lester and Sharon Hayes, your host here tonight, features for tonight. And uh, we just want to welcome all of you and thank you and appreciate the fact that you're chiming in and joining us. Amen. Obviously, uh, you are seeking after God's truth and God's wisdom and his knowledge and understanding and wanting to grow and mature in the things of God. Not that you're not already mature. Some of you are probably scholars already. But amen. But we'd like to go ahead and welcome you for those that uh, introduced yourself, those that didn't. And even our broader audience out there where we're far and reaching all across the globe and other countries and all across the states and whatnot. Many, many followers chiming in and viewing our teachings and whatnot. And for those of you who are new to it, we are a non-denominational ministry, so you won't hear us mention anything about our denomination because we're non-denominational. We teach an infallible, authentic word of God. And we have no private interpretation because the Bible interprets itself, spiritually discerned. All of us are spirit-filled, so we rely on the spirit of truth to teach us anyway and bring all things back to our remembrance that Jesus taught his disciples message from the Father as he established his Father's spiritual kingdom. And we're still teaching that same word today as we seek the truth and the go in his wisdom and knowledge and get understanding, amen. So we are just so glad to have you all with us tonight. But we're gonna go ahead and get into the word. For most of you, you know the protocol that we follow. Uh, everybody should be muted out. I'll put you back, take you off you when we finish, amen. And we'll have some comments or, you know, uh, well, we'll just take you off mute and then we'll have comments. We'll be open mic for comments, amen, when we finish. Amen. So tonight we're going to try to finish up. We've been in the book of First John, Three uh, John, uh, finishing up with that. And I think I have like two or three more verses before we finish Three John verses uh, 12, 13, and 14. Amen. And uh, probably next week I've been really studying and putting together a series of lessons out of the book of Peter. It's just some intriguing lessons in there that pertain to exactly uh, the suffering, persecution, and some of the things that are going on today are just like they were going on back then. And I think it was noteworthy when the Lord woke me up and introduced that to me. And uh, so that'll probably be our next uh, book that we're going to deal with. Uh, and there are some references in that to the truth. And I think it'll be very enlightening to us. Uh, you'll, you'll see the portrait of, of what's going on when we open up that lesson next, uh, next, next go-round. So let's pray and uh, get into the lesson. Again, good evening, good evening. This is Pastor Lesson, Sharon Hayes here, New Freedom Christian Ministry Pastors, and with our own pastor and Pastor Phoebe Davis. For more than Conquer's Voice Christ Ministry, and we have on people that we know about 
some of our deacons on tonight and some of our uh, members from both of those ministries uh, collectively and so and others uh, that do follow and chime in and listen but again I'd like to just welcome you amen to the Thursday night wisdom call Bible study and prayer and uh, we're going to pick up our study tonight out of the book of 3 John uh, I want to say chapter this is chapter 1 I believe yes on that one chapter Verses uh, 12, 13, and 14. Try to wrap up the chapter tonight. So let's pray and get into the lesson. Father God, in the awesome, incredible, amazing name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, your only begotten Son, Christ the Messiah, the Anointed One, we come before your throne tonight, Lord God. First of all, Father, to thank you for what you've already done, what you're doing, and what you promise yet to do. To make known to you tonight adoration and love this day. We thank you, God, because we realize you saved us and we're saved. You healed us and we're healed. Therefore, thou art our praise. We thank you for giving us the word of truth that we might know it and be made free by it. That we can walk in truth, deal in truth, speak truth, teach truth, live by truth, preach truth, and live the truth in our lives that we preach to others. We thank you, Lord, that therefore, as a result, we can now go forth and stand fast in the liberty where Christ has made us free and not be entangled with the yoke of bondage again as we witness effectively to others the word of truth, that they too, God, can be made free. So we just honor you tonight. We thank you tonight. We praise you tonight for those on the line tonight. Let it minister to them tonight. Your word, God, that will go out and not come back forward and do what you please and the purpose of what you send it. We thank you now. So we hold the lesson up to you and we say, Holy Ghost, have your way. Let this truth be found dwelling richly in our inner hearts and wisdom in our innermost being at the conclusion of this lesson. We give you praise. We give you glory. We give you honor for it now. Breathe on us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right then. So again, like I said, we're going to pick up our study tonight uh, and try to finish up in the book of 3 John. Chapter 1, verses 12. And last week, you know, we dealt with uh, verse 11, where it was talking about uh, not to follow that which is evil, or those who are evil. And we know there is a lot of evil. Matter of fact, the Bible says in the book of Ephesians, fifth chapter, I think it's verse 16, the King James Bible, that we are to redeem the time because the days are evil. And this is Paul teaching the church, you know, that they're evil out there, you know. And how do we overcome it? They we overcome it by doing good. If they were to shun the very presence of evil because it's out there. And the other thing that we use to counter evil is the truth. Because when the enemy comes in, who's evil? Means evil. You don't mean good. He uses evil spirits to try to entice, seduce, manipulate, exploit, kill, steal, and destroy us. 
you know. And when he comes in, he comes in like, you know, like a roaring lion. Don't mean that he is a lion. Got that evil roar. Try to create fear, doubt, and unbelief. But it's then when God raised up that standard, that plumb line, which is the truth. You know, we like to say, like Paul and the other prophets apostles say, what say it is, the scripture. And we got to adapt that approach, that 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 habit right there, what say it is, you know. Because what say it is, is God's will concerning his people. And we've been, we've been challenged now for 21 days that we should pray that all the time. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done. And we gave you just a list of things, uh, our lives here on earth, our businesses, our churches, our homes, our jobs, our communities, our cities, our states, our government. Powerful prayer that we are challenged to pray until May the 3rd. We pray beyond that. We pray it all the time. But specifically that precept right there, those two precepts, powerful was packed in there. And because we stand behind the standard of the truth that God raises up when the enemy comes in and fire them fiery darts against us and we take that shield of faith and ward them off. He's run the powers and harms and ineffective right there. And when we put on the whole arm of God, the Bible says, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and we might be able to stand against the wild of every city. Tell you right there. The wild, plural, the wild. I mean, he coming from more than one direction. He's going to try to attack you against your children, your seeds, your seeds, seeds, your careers, your finances, your emotions. He's going he gonna to fire a whole bunch of fire. <clears throat> but Paul uses this picture of a Roman soldier who's a well-prepared warrior. And he's got that big shield of faith to cover his whole front, never turns his back. And so when you're talking about putting on the Lord Jesus Christ, you're talking about putting on everything that Paul teaches in Ephesians, the sixth chapter about that armor. That's true. So you have to put on the truth because Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So that's why he said, put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Then he breaks it down into a little bit more detail, piece by piece. Hell and salvation. Because he is the God of salvation. That's true. Take our mind up, just take our head. So we don't get emotionally uh, Shipwreck, you know, take that shield of faith, another piece of that arm. Each child in the coverage of the gospel, seek peace and pursue it. Even our minds stayed on the Lord that we might be kept in perfect peace. Look at Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3, the King James Bible. You know, and he said, put on that breastplate of righteousness, you know. Kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but it's righteousness and peace and joy in the Holy Ghost. And if any man aim to please God indeed, he be fruit of, fruit of the Spirit. Then we are acceptable of God and approved of men. Can't be denied. Because against what God is doing in the Spirit, there ain't no laws. They can't touch it. Ain't nothing they can do, do about it. They try. We got on the Lord Jesus Christ, so therefore we already have the victory through Him, according to the Book of First Corinthians, chapter fifteen, verse fifty-seven, King James Bible. God, so thanks be to God who's already given us the victory through our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The truth is the victory. Our heaven and earth and everything else going to pass away, 
But my word, which is moral and ethical truth of the highest caliber, the highest standard, the highest order, not going anywhere because it hasn't gone anywhere. Every morning, there is new grace and truth, new mercy. Every morning. And so it is not going anywhere. And so, he said, beloved, follow not that which is evil. So what he's telling you is that's a choice. Evil is a choice you make. Because here's the alternative, but that which is good. That's that's our order of existence. That's our order of doing things. We're trying to look for that which is good. Why? Because what's good and perfect comes from God. And, and it lasts. He that doeth good is of God. That's the truth about us who are trying to do good. But he that doeth evil has not seen God. Ain't read his word, ain't interested in God, not gonna see God unless something changed. And so he was not to be followed because he was evil. It was like that then, it was like that in the beginning, and it's gonna be like that now, and in the end. That's why we have to endure it to the end. That's why we have to work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. Can't nobody else do it for us. Now, Jesus fights for us. He intercedes for us. But he tells us we got to work this thing out too because our faith in him with our work is just dead. Only thing he do is the thing that's impossible with man. But what's possible with us, we can do all those things through Christ Jesus who strengthens us. So let's get into verse 12. John here singles out. I love how John gives us examples. He saw he started out a few chapters back talking about the elect lady, the one chosen, picked out, set aside by God for himself to do what? Walk in truth as John saw her doing. Had her children walking in truth as John saw her doing. Had a church in her house preaching and teaching the you know, the truth to them as John saw her doing. And it carried over into the church where she was defending her faith mm. against men who John warned her to come, try to come in her house and take over and shut her down because they saw her and thought of her as just a mere woman. But she was a pastor, you know. She, 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 she had God on her side. He had God in her. He had his word hidden in her heart that she wouldn't sin against God. She had her sword of the spirit sharp and ready, you know. And she knew that that was the standard. And no matter what the enemy tried to use those men to entice the deuce, that she had, she had help, you know. She had the spirit of truth. She had God who is the truth. And John saw that, that she was chosen of God. He was picked out. That's what elect means, to be picked out by God, chosen by God, selected by God. To do exactly what she was doing, walking in truth, teaching the truth, walking in truth, preaching and teaching the church in the house in truth and defending her faith in truth in the church. Now, he had another gentleman that was, you know, he was a, a man named Gaius. Same thing. Ended of the faith, 
defender of the truth, truth seeker. And we talked about a few verses back, the guy who opposed all of that, you know, who, who tried to put down the ministers, who tried to infiltrate the church and create the vision, the offices. You know, we talked about him. And, and, and John called him out and told him, you got to watch him now. What he's trying to do, you know, talk about the ministers. He's going to try to put his mouth on God's anointing. But John warned them, said, look, man, you got to remember your reputation. Y'all got a good reputation here. Don't get caught up in that guy. You got to have some bylaws in there, some church rules, and some uh, scriptures of how you're going to correct that. You may have to excommunicate. He ain't going to repent and conform and come on board. And, hey, you got to step up and show some leadership. That's what the people need. They need that good leadership. You don't have to be arrogant. You don't have to be mean. But you got to correct when they need to be corrected. You got to do it in love without compromise. You got to speak the truth. And don't be at them God's speed just telling you nothing that they need to, they need to go. And now we're gonna see another character here, good, good, good person, uh, Demetrius. And uh, he calls him by name. In verse twelve, he said, "Demetrius has a good report. I like this of all men." So you're in a community here, and there, as we've seen, there's a lot of male factors there trying to infiltrate, trying to turn uh, everybody against the leaders that they had. John being one. Leg lady being one, Gaius being one, and there's probably others. There are probably other followers. John probably had a, a, a gathering there of people who was really committed to the faith, committed to the true teaching of the gospel. But then there was probably some others that followed the officers like him, wanted to be preeminent, you know, wanted to force the people to look up to them, wanted to be in charge, wanted to take control. The only way they knew they could do it without the favor of God, they had to create the vision to put the ones in charge that God had chosen, elected and put in charge. They had to try to come up with some kind of scandal or opposition, try to embarrass them, try to put them down, and make people feel like they were false teachers, false prophets. But where the, where the, where the presence of the Lord is, so they were free from that scandal. You know, because they knew the truth, truth made them free, so they could stand. They knew that when the enemy comes in like a flood, God was going to raise up a standard against them. They knew that there was no weapon formed against them that was going to prosper. They knew it was going to be prosper. That's why John is warning them. Like we see all these other prophets before them throughout the Bible. There's always that one. And we have the Spirit of God, and we're supposed to try. And we got a good spirit in us because we've been saved. But we're supposed to try the spirit with the spirit, by the spirit, so we'll know what we're up against. So he said he has a good report of all men. Remember when we said when we aim and strive to please God and rise in peace and joy in the Holy Ghost, not meat and drink, we will be accepted of God, number one, and approved of men. So here it is right here, band record in the book of Romans, chapter 14, verse 16 and verse 8 through 18. Or you see how the word is interpreting itself, proving itself. You know, you know, private interpretation. 
Yeah, this word is what John wrote in that letter to the Roman church, coming back right here, showing up in Demetrius' life. Same way he wanted to show up in our life. Same way he showed up in the ladies' life, her children's life, those in the church in her, in her house, those she was defending her faith in the church that was receiving what she was saying. And he goes on to say, and of the truth itself. Look at that combination. Now we can take that and work with that just for a second because there's a lot of men and women. And I'm not trying to condemn them, put them down. They don't have to deal with God, what they say to God, people that don't say. But they'll tell you, they'll claim that they have, a, have an anointing from God. They'll claim that they got something from God. And you'll very seldom hear them back it up with what's documented. Mm. Because they made themselves in a party. Mm. This is why we have to discern and try every spirit with the spirit. And what happens is they hide behind that title. And if they can get away with it, they're going to keep on. But look at what he said right there. Good report of all men and of the truth itself. And a lot of times they're pushing their zeal, not a meal. Mm. And it, 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 it gets people caught up in emotion. Yeah, it'll make you feel good if you don't have no foundation. But they're telling you what your ears are itching to hear. And they know this. See you with no Bible. All they got to do is tell you what to do and you're going to do it. I need three amen. I'm going to clap your hand. That ain't what the Holy Spirit is quickening you to do. The Bible said the word of truth quickens our mortal mind, quickens our mortal body, quickens us. Cuts is power, it's, it's impenetrable, you know. But if I got to be told and coached how to respond, that ain't the Holy Spirit. That's, that's the person in charge telling me what to do to respond back to them. But the Bible says faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So if there's no springing forth of a revelation and understanding of what you've been, what, what's coming to you, you know, that means your ears are just itching to hear something. And you're being told how to respond to what you heard the man or the woman of God say to you. But see, when you hear the truth, the Lord said it's going to do what he sent it to do, and it's not going to return void. So first of all, he said faith can be here, so it's going to do that. It's going to, something going to spring forth in your spirit. If you're hungry and you're thirsty for it, you're going to be filled. But if you just hungry and thirsty for church and excitement, here's this and here's something. Somebody told you about this great orator, uh, anointed vessel that's going to be there. Mm. And you're coming to hear that person. You're not coming to hear what does say the Lord. Even though they may stop there and say, well, I ain't heard too many of them say does say the Lord. I've heard many of them say, I just got something from the Holy Ghost. 
And you know, Satan tried to duplicate God. That was his problem. So much pride, he wanted to take his place. He wanted to, he wanted to be like him, but he wasn't willing to die to his, his, his pride. There's a lot of folks that they like that. They like to be put up on them high seats and pedals. They like to be worshipped of man. They like to see you responding to what they tell you to giving them what they ask you for. And we're really supposed to be all responding to the one God. But we lording all that praise on man. Because he told me to. Come on, praise him. Come on, praise him. Never been taught how to praise him. You look around, see what everybody else is doing, and we mimic that. I need four people to run around church and time. Y'all dance in the club. I need you to give me a dance up in there. Give me a shout of praise. You know, we, we're, we're, we're teaching people to do what we tell them to do and not what the word of God requires that they do. And so Demetrius here has a good report of all men and of the truth itself. Why? It's because the book of John, chapter 8, verse 32 says this, God, where do we know the truth? And the truth make us free. So he's free. And people recognize he's free. He's not up in there trying to be wonderful. He ain't opposing John. He ain't against John. He's respecting the man who's in charge in the service. Mm. Or he's telling them the truth. Then he goes on to say, yay. And we also bear records. So I told you there's more than just one or two people in this home for the truth. They want to know the truth. They want to be free. Because the Bible says what? And I'm trying to look the scripture up for me. By two or three witnesses that every word be established. Look at this setting. He says, and we also bear record. So there's more than just John. He let Lady probably was there. Gaius is probably there. We know Demetrius is there. But you know the officers were there in some of his boys. And they're trying to oppose the man of God, create the vision. They probably was whispering in people's ears, sort of like when Jesus was getting ready to be put on trial and they wanted Barabbas. And so he rolled in on that dunk and they were calling Hosanna, Hosanna. And then as they start going around telling people what to say and putting fear in them, they started saying, crucify him, crucify him. And so that scripture is in the book of Second. Uh, Second Corinthians 13 and 1 that I just mentioned the King James Bible. Let me just read it, read it to you real quick. And you can you can kind of see here, this is about the third reference that I made in this one scripture about how the word of God, okay, is being uh, you know, witnessed and, and, and tricking in itself. Listen to this one. It says it's in the book of Sacrament, chapter 13, verse 1 through 40, King James Bible. This is the third time I'm coming to you in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. See, the truth establishes. It establishes God's plan with his people. It establishes God's report with his people. 
It establishes God's people in truth. Root them, ground them so they can't be shaken, they can't be moved. And their roots start to grow as, as he keeps coming. Like I said, this is the third time. So what do we say? Some water, some plant, but God gives the increase. Design and sense still miracle of the word. Second Peter, I want to say two and verse two, I think that is King John Bible. The design and sense still miracle of the word that ye may grow thereby. Don't worry. Hey, don't be afraid if you're not ready to move forward on me. Then keep enjoying that milk because you're growing. Who to show up eventually? Look at what he said. This is the third time. So it may take a few trips. It may take a few Bible studies. It may take a little while. We ain't no hurry. Only thing we're working toward is Jesus' second return. And we want to be ready so we can be justified by the things we're saying now, then, because they're going to come up again. But we just run it for a fire. You know, I ain't going nowhere. And saying all kind of stuff that didn't come from God, which a lot of these people are doing. Like it ain't ain't never gonna come up again. Oh yeah, he said he said it's gonna come up and we gotta justify what we're saying now. Yeah. We gotta be like like Jesus, we gotta have a good report of all men and of the truth itself. Yea, we also bear record, and ye know that our record, I like this, is true. That truth justified. Mm. And if we're dealing in it now, like he dealt with it then, all we're going to be able to do is say, hear him say, well done. I'm good and faithful, sir. I've been faithful over a few things. I'm going to make you real, Miss Enterdine, to my way. Mm. I like that. And ye know that our record is true. So what is this saying? It's saying that godly leaders who stand in the truth are men and women of testimony. This is how we overcome now, them. I'm about all of our enemies, and there are many, all the Bible says, over in the book of Revelation, chapter 12, verse 10 and 11, say that they overcame them. Talking about all of those who endured to the end. Notice what he said. They overcame them. So that we, we done made it now. We done worked out ourselves as being trimmed. And now we're seeing where it's going to be. This is what it's going to be. How did we overcome them? We overcame them by the blood of the lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. Not by how much money I had, houses I had, property I owned, books I wrote, jewelry I had, but by the blood of the lamb that was framed before the foundation of the world and by the word of our testimony. And a lot of times preachers and people, they leave this piece off. We love not this life unto death. You know why? Because this life is nothing compared to the life that he promised us, which is eternal life. But we're going to forever be with the Lord because we're going to be just like him. This mortality is going to put on immortality. This corruption is going to put on incorruption. That's why we don't fall in this because we're just passing through here as sojourners, pilgrims, on our way to really forever be with the Lord. That 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 life that He that He would give us in eternity. But guess what? Because this life is like a vapor. What is our life with a vapor? Is it going tomorrow? Then we got to deal with eternity. Why not today live our life in light of that eternity? 
Because mm. life is so brief that scriptures talk about the bread, brevity of life. Hebrews 2 and 9 or 27 says, what is your life? It's like a vapor. Poof. You're the day gone tomorrow. But if you die in Christ, though we be dead, I'll be it, shall we? We never die. We just, we just change places. Give up this life. Because it's perishing anyway. But our spirit is being made stronger every day for the next life. Because it's going to be lived in the spirit. In the presence of God, because He's a spirit, and we're gonna to continue to worship Him with heaven's host in spirit and in truth. Well, if we do that today, it's a grand rehearsal for thee. But I can't until I get free, and I can't be free except for the truth makes you free. Now, Christ says I'm free indeed because He freed. So let me want to bring this on in. So a man of truth, a man highly esteemed of other leaders. As we just heard, as John was making note. So now we, we got a good name going forward, which is a reflection of our character. This is why when I was saying earlier, what they recognize, the difference in charismatic leaders who tell you anything to get y'all worked up in emotion, and leaders who reflect the character of God. That's right. You know, so a huge difference. They refuse to tell you anything but the truth. Other folks tell you anything just to get your attention to believe in them. Serve them, worship them, talk about them, brag on them, boast on them. Scripture says this, Wherefore, brethren, look ye out among ye seven men of honest report, full of the Holy Ghost and wisdom, whom we may appoint over this that's in the book of Acts chapter 6 verse 3 to King James Bible and you got to understand what's taking place here old household against the house that got saved and his and his family so the church is starting to grow now because Peter is getting over his prejudice and his racism he, he's saying get out get converted and he never went back. He just kept right on going further. There's other people that's coming out of the birth out of the ministry, seeing these mighty works of the Holy Ghost. And first time these people have ever spoken tongues and baptized. So now they've been ignited with something. They witnessed something. And they're seeing a demonstration of the spirit and power of God. And even Paul said to the Corinthian church, hey, I did not come to you with the excellency of speech. Enticing words, philosophy, wisdom of men. I came to you with a demonstration of spirit and power of God. Isn't it what Peter just did? So you kind of see how all of them are ignited, feel, see, or heal, baptized, because this is this is the Lord speaking to Paul about taking some men, picking them out, and he's telling them what kind of character to have. Just like with, 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 with Demetrius and Gaius and the ladies. You got to have the right people represent the kingdom of God. You didn't have anybody just because they said the kingdom of God. And he's saying, even with that, being responsible for the business of the church, running the church, while we go, we got a church here now that's developed, being established. We got converts. We got Gentiles being saved. We got Jews and Gentiles. We had the Jews rejected. Some of them got converted after they heard people in their preach. But Paul is not concerned about the Gentiles. Mm. Peter's still preaching to the, teaching the Jews. 
Who's rejecting? You think the Jews were moving? They saw them Gentiles speaking in tongues, get saved, get baptized. They were there. I believe a handful of them got converted. Don't say how many, but I believe some of them got converted as they saw them getting converted. Ain't denied the power of God. Forever learning, but never coming into the knowledge of truth. I believe they're coming from one of their own teachers, Peter. At the same time, they got no Paul going to come along. He's going to be ministering to the Gentiles. And so you, you, you see here, but you got to take to the people together. While Paul and them go on and study the word of God, because all those that were with Paul, they had got just a little taste. But their tongues had to be had to be changed. How they mm-hmm. talked, what they did. It wasn't talking with the tongue of the learned at the time. They were still talking about the law of Moses and Abraham, their father, and all of this. So this is a new undertaking for all of them. But Paul used to persecute them, and now they don't seen this change in Paul, this radical change. They following Paul, maybe some of them from a distance, but what Paul was saying was making sense, and it was convicting a lot of them. And Paul was, you know, had some of them that was real close to him, John, Mark, you know, some of those that had got real close to Paul, even though some of them was a little jealous because Paul wasn't one of them before. Now Paul is a chosen ambassador over them. Mm-hmm. And they've been at it longer than Paul, but they didn't have the revelation about God to choose them. He chose Paul. Mm-hmm. And now Paul is picking some of them out mm-hmm. as they're following him and not trying to kill him, not trying to get even square with him. They know that it's something radically changed about Paul. And they want to follow, stay close so they can hear. Later on, Timothy comes along. They don't got all these Phoebe came along. So Paul is picking up a following here. And so they, they don't took care of the need of the other 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 people right now. So if they're getting something to come back to feed the people, getting on one accord, you know, getting the getting the message synchronized so they're all saying the same thing, getting back all laying hands on them, they get baptized in the Holy Ghost and power. You couldn't just turn these people loose on the people. And when they came back in a group, the people said, like, under wasn't any, they're speaking with the tongue of the learned now. That gift was bearing witness. That's in the book of Acts chapter 6, read through the King James Bible. I told you, you can't deny the truth. And they said, Cornelius, the centurion, a just man, and one that Spirit God, listen at that, that a Gentile, and a, a good report. There it is among all the nations of the Jews. They saw this man transformation was warned from God by an holy angel to send for thee into his house and to hear words of thee. Talking about Peter. That's in the book of Acts, chapter 10, verse 22, the King James Bible, which was well reported. Uh, by the brethren, so there were some people there, Jews, Gentiles, probably other races, that were at Lystra and Iconium. In the book of Acts chapter 16, verse 2, the King James Bible. Instant audience, man. That's what happened when you preach the truth. And one Ananias, a devout man according to the law, having a good report of all the Jews which dwelt there, out of the book of Acts chapter 22, verse 12, the King James Bible. Now, we know who Ananias was, okay? 
Oh, oh, these hung around the temple, words of wisdom, full of the Holy Ghost. And we have sent with him the brother whose praise is in the gospel throughout all the churches. Book of Sacrament, chapter 8, verse 18, the King Dan Bible. The gospel to be in all the churches, throughout all the churches, whose praise is in the gospel, the good news, not in philosophy of men and all of that, your titles, tradition. Demetrius has a good report of all men and the truth itself, yea, and we also bear record, and ye know that our record is truth. Book of 3 John, chapter 1, verse 12, the King James Bible. And verse 13 says, I had many things to write, but I would not with ink and pen write unto thee. So the conclusion is this of John's letter to them and his speaking to them. The problem in the church was so severe that a personal visit was needed by the minister John. Book verse 14, he says, but I trust I shall shortly see thee and will, and I shall speak face to face. Peace be to thee. Our friends salute thee. Greet the friends by name. Therein is the conclusion of the book of 3 John chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. Amen. So we're going to end. right there. Father, we thank you. We praise you. Lord God, for these many, many lessons and revelations and truths that you have revealed and taught us out of the book. Uh, First John, Second John, and now Three John. We thank you now that we can apply this word as we do ministry, as leaders, as pastors, things to look out for, be aware of, to discern in the body of Christ. Because these are the same challenges they had there, and we have them today. We thank you that we are better prepared to meet those challenges now by dealing in the truth, dealing with people in the truth of your word. Even if we have to make corrections or excommunicate, we should do it all where it pleases you. We should do it according to the scriptures. As we strive for a good report among all men, being accepted of you and approved of men, let the truth of your word bear witness of what type of character we have. That we might establish your truth among your people. So we thank you as we continue to seek the truth of your word. That we may minister to those, God, who are bound, blind, lost, backslidden, prodigal sons and daughters that are gone out into this world. Our stairway. And we might be able to feed your sheep, give them something to eat, that they may return back to you because of your word that goes out and don't come back over, does what you please, and takes care of the purpose of what you send. This is our prayer tonight, that we be established in your word, that be our foundation. Let it be hidden in our hearts that we don't sin against you. Let it renew our minds. Let it change our lives. Let it alter the course, God, of those who are going in a, in a dark way away from God. We thank you, Naga, for the truth, making us free. Jesus, we pray. Amen and amen. All right, then. Well, you know.